Welcome in to a Preps Thursday edition of Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao and Maurice Patton here with you on this dreary Thursday. It's not dreary yet. Well, but it's been this way all day. Dark. Kind of overcast. Certainly overcast. Well, the the problem is that it's... It's almost, it's felt like at any moment it could start raining, but it hasn't yet. So it's just been a constant state of suspense, almost, as I'm wearing my white shoes today and all of the things that go along with that. As as I'm supposed to umpire two games in Brentwood. Yeah, it just just felt like all day long is like, okay, it's going to rain, right? No, no, not going to rain. Okay, maybe not, it is. not all day. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But it, seriously, like all day long, I've been sitting out here looking out this window since thirty this morning, going, at what point is it going to rain? When, when's it coming? You know it's coming. It's, when's it coming? And yet, here we, we are. Wait. And no still rain. we wait. <laughs> and we wait. So yeah, it's been a kind of a weird day, but that coupled with waking up at six fifteen to mom. Dad, mom, Uh-oh. dad, Uh-oh. just all Uh-oh. that's just how Charlie wakes up these days. <laughs> and I've, I've tried to teach her, hey, you have a camera in here that has a microphone in it. If you just say, hey, mom, dad, I'm awake, like that's okay. You ain't got to scream. <laughs> and she lives next door to her sister now. So please stop screaming before you wake up the baby, too. Please and thank you. Maybe, maybe that's perhaps that's our goal. Nah, strength in numbers. Strength in numbers would be about right. So yeah, it's it's just been you know kind of one of those. I need to take a nap today days. Yeah. So anyway, it's gonna be a good day though because we have a jam packed show. It's it's preps Thursday. We've got coaches corner coming up here in just a moment. We're we're gonna talk to Isaac Shelby. We're also going to talk with. Tennessee Tech Athletic Director Mark Wilson, and they've got some great things on the horizon. Curious if, you know, losing the Blue Cross Bowl had something to do with maybe getting that product that 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 program going a little faster, or or, or not, and and if they intend to, you know, try to get try to get the Blue Cross Bowl back with a new facility. So. We're going to do all of that, and of course, Terry, we'll talk Braves, we'll talk Titans, and we're going to pick some high school football. So all of that coming your way here in just a moment. But before we get to anything else, Mo, we need to give them yesterday's results and today's schedule. We do that on The Rundown. This is The Rundown. 
Thursday Rundown is brought to you by Mockingbird Title and Escrow, an attorney-owned and operated full-service title company in Middle Tennessee that will get your deals closed without worry and fuss. A family business that offers the highest level of expertise in the industry when it comes to closing and funding your real estate transactions. Consider them part of your team. Call 615-274-8698 or visit MockingbirdTitleTN.com today. Volleyball action. Harpeth shuts out Kip Nashville 3 0. It was Lawrence County 3, Summertown 1, Rockville 3 1 winners over Smyrna and Siegel 2 0 over Hillsboro. Girls soccer action. Franklin Downs Blackman 1 0. And Merrill High was a 5 1 winner over West Creek. In Major League Baseball play, the Astros defeat the Mariners 8 3. Brewers a 3 2 winner over St. Louis. Reds fall to the Guardians 4 3. And the Mets defeat the Marlins 3 2. Both of those last ones, pretty tough if you're a Marlins or Reds fan because the Braves in 10 innings defeat the Cubs 6-5, to five, but they could not gain any ground. So that's tough. That's unfortunate. It's also unfortunate for Cubs fans who are quite salty. Yeah, they're a little salty. We'll, we'll talk more about that later in the show. Tonight's high school sports schedule on the gridiron. Payne Ridge is at Riverdale. That's a 7 o'clock start. Stewart's Creek is at West Creek. That's a 7 o'clock start. And on Main Street Radio, is that what it is? You can hear Wade Neely and Scott Stewart as they bring you the action from Siegel, where the host stars will take on three-time Class 6A defending state champion Oakland. Again, 7 o'clock kickoff there. In Volkswagen today at 4 o'clock, Cane Ridge is at Lawson. Loretto is at Florence Central of Alabama at 4.30. But they're also at Florence Central of Alabama at 5.30 when they play Florence. Those tri-matches that, that have gone away in Tennessee, but apparently still a thing in Alabama. Well, you know, they probably got fewer <laughs> officials in Alabama. Yeah, I who don't knows? Know. But um, at 5 o'clock today, a little closer to home, Franklin Grace goes to Battleground Academy. At 5.30, McGavick is at Overton. At 6, Beach hosts Gallatin. Hampshire is at Cullioca. Columbia Central goes to Lawrence County. Murfreesboro Central hosts Siegel. Pickering County goes to Santa Fe. Spring Hill is hosting Coffee County. That's a 6.30 game there. Also at 6.30, Zion Christian is at Dixon Academy. At 7, Good Pasture goes to Donaldson Christian. And at 7 as well, Providence Christian is at Middle Tennessee Christian. Girls soccer action, Glenn Cliff is at McGavick at 4 at 4.30. DCA welcomes St. Cecilia. At 5 o'clock, Middle Tennessee Christians at Antioch. Clarksville Academy welcomes Kirkwood. Giles County is at Lawrence County. Davidson Academy is at Liberty Creek. Providence Christian welcomes Franklin Christian and Springfield's at home against Henry County. BGA is at University School of Nashville. At 6, Oakland at Brentwood. East Hickman welcoming Loretto. Innsworth playing host to Independence. Hunters Lane travels to Ezo Harding. Nashville Christian is at Fairview. Forest at home against Friendship Christian. Hume Fogg at Hillsboro. Macon County is at Martin Luther King. Greenbrier goes to Portland. Smyrna is at home against Lebanon. And Summit welcomes Lipscomb Academy. How Watertown goes to Upperman. Franklin Road Academy is at Valor Collegiate. And Zion Christian is at home against Kalioka. At 6.30, Fort Campbell of Kentucky is at Clarksville Northeast. Also at 6.30, Christ Presbyterian Academy hosts Father Ryan. Middle Tennessee Christian goes to Good Pasture. Pope Prep takes on visiting Harpeth Hall. Spring Hill is at home against Coffee County. Riverdale goes to Tullahoma. At 7, Beach is at Centennial. 
Clarksville is at Clarksville Northeast. Columbia hosts Dixon County. Columbia South. Oh, Franklin is at Franklin County. That's interesting. Cookville yeah. travels to Laverne. Montgomery Central hosts Lead Academy. Uh, Gallatin goes to Mount Juliet. Cheatham County is at Sycamore. White House hosts Station Camp. And Wilson Central is at home against Stewart's Creek. On the diamond in the majors. Starting here in about an hour, St. Louis is at Milwaukee. Um, no real implications there since Milwaukee has clinched the Central and St. Louis has been out of contention for about a month. Eliminated. Yeah. Um, Miami is at the Mets at 6:10, one game at City Field. And at 6:20, the Braves will go for the sweep and possibly put the Cubs out of their misery. Um, that game can be seen on on Valley Sports. College football tonight, 100 miles of hate. Enough said. 6.30, CBS Sports Network. Middle Tennessee State's at Western Kentucky. Also, at 7 on ESPNU, Jacksonville State, State Cocky, is at Sam Houston. And Thursday night football in the league. The Lions are at the Packers. That's a 7.15 kickoff on Amazon Prime. That is your rundown. Top story brought to you by our friends at Piggly Wiggly, Neely's Mill Shopping Center in Columbia. Go see them for your lunch special. They've got uh, meats, vegetables, cobblers, etc. that you can put together for a complete meal. You can also get fresh hand-cut meats daily there as well as fresh produce. Again, Piggly Wiggly and Neely's Mill, great folks, great shopping, cost plus 10 at the register. Well, our, our top story today, and, and this is, well, we, we had this conversation in the group chat, but uh, Chandler Jones breaks down crying during a live stream and makes some just insane accusations, uh, including that Las Vegas Raiders head coach had something to do with Aaron Hernandez dying in prison. And it's just, there's, there's a lot uh, in this. And I'm curious, I guess I'm curious what, you know, what kind of implications could this have not only on him individually, we saw, you know, we saw a similar situation with Antonio Brown and, Obviously, he was in Las Vegas too, and uh, but but this this franchise, I mean, they're clearly they're going through it. It, it. They're going through it. He's going through it. It's a little. It's interesting, man. It's it's interesting when you see public figures really have these kind of issues in a public forum. It's kind of tough to watch, really. And, it's, and it's incredibly hard to watch. It, you know, it's it's that classic train wreck that you talk about that you want to look away from, but you can't. And it's 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 oh my god, oh my god, what's he saying next? You know, Mo, I, I'm going to ask this question again because it just seems that that it, it's a pertinent question once again. Is the NFL experience in Las Vegas a bad idea? It's bizarre. 
I mean, the things that seem to have happened, they, I don't know if it's Vegas or if it's just a series of random events that happen to in one place. Yeah, exactly. It's very, you know, it, it I, I'm seemed, not a coincidence guy. You know that. It so seems it too it simple, though. I mean, it does, but you know, you got to think about and, and you got to think about Las Vegas and the melting pot that Las Vegas is, with the type of people who are there, the things that are important there. And, you know, you never know who you're going to get involved with, who's going to infiltrate your group, and what ulterior motives they may have for, well, I'm not saying that somebody has, you know, that's is spiking drinks out in Las Vegas with, with some kind of crazy man, but it certainly seems that, you know, Raiders players need to be a little more vigilant about the people they hang around than maybe other franchises have to do. Do you think Vegas is inherently crazier than Atlanta or Detroit or LA or San Francisco or Dallas or you ever been to Fremont street? There are more crazy people on Fremont street than in all of those cities combined. I mean, seriously, like that's it. I, and, and I say that as as, a, as in public, there are. I mean, obviously, you know, there's plenty of normal, sane people who hang out on Fremont mm -hmm. Street. But I mean, I've been downtown Atlanta. I mean, we we were there. During We've the been, in yeah. And, and and Detroit, San Francisco, none of those places strike me as the type of environment that Las Vegas has because none of them are 24-7 cities. I mean, LA is, New York is, but Vegas is a 24-7 city. You can get into a lot of trouble at any time of day in Las Vegas. Yeah, you can get into, if you're looking to get into right, trouble, you can Right, but you can, can, get you into can trip into trouble in Vegas at three in the morning <laughs> because it's it, it never feels like it's, it never feels like it's three in the morning. It always feels like noon in Vegas. They do that on purpose. There's no mm -hmm. windows in the hotels. They, they literally change the dynamic of your mind. And if you're going out in Vegas and if you're, you're living in Vegas and this is the environment you're in all the time, if you don't think that messes with your psyche, I mean, they, think about solitary confinement in, in prison. Right. They do that on purpose. They don't let you see sunlight. They keep you in a cage for so long, you know, 23 hours a day. That messes with your psyche. I, I think that Las Vegas and some of the things that, you know, that Vegas is known for can mess with your psyche. I, I don't think I think Antonio Brown was a little bit crazy when he left Pittsburgh. But immediately after leaving Vegas, he was a lot crazy. He was off the deep end, as evidenced by his time in Tampa Bay and what he did in Albany. Well, in New England, even yeah, as well. So I, I don't know. I, I'm just spitballing. Here's the thing: not only are we talking about a professional football franchise, but they're moving a baseball franchise there. Theoretically. And I just feel like 
I feel like maybe that there are other factors involving, you know, moving to a city that you might want to think about, and, and perhaps the NFL experiment is is one to look at. I don't know. But other, no, no matter what, whatever's going on with Chandler Jones, I, I truly hope that he is able to get what help he needs because the guy's a generational talent. Just ask Taylor Lewan. And <laughs> who, who got some strays this morning as well, did he not? What? Those two, oh wow, Chandler Jones has uh, deleted his perhaps Twitter. deleted his entire account on Twitter. Yeah. Or or someone representing Chandler Jones. Most likely. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just I feel bad for the guy. And and like I said, you know. Who was it? You who mentioned early signs of C CTE? You know, we didn't have the ability to see into the lives of guys like Steve McNair, who we now know suffered from CTE, and we didn't have the opportunity to see in, inside those guys' lives like we do now with social media. And and you add in the the pressure and the mental aspect of social media. Social media is a problem, especially for famous people who use their social media. Most, most, most famous people do not handle their social media mainly for this reason, because you couldn't keep up with it even if you wanted to. But also there are crazy people out there who are, who want nothing more than to destroy your life. And, and I think you add in the mental anguish of social media, you add in the, the potential of CTE and all of these things add up to what we are seeing in a lot of athletes. He's not the first, he's not the first one and probably not going to be the last one. So I, I just, I, I just wonder if maybe Maybe there is a way to to utilize this for good. Guys who feel like they need uh, mental mental illness help can, you know, experiment with whatever a, a, a medical professional may uh, may suggest, and perhaps we can come up with a way to to head CTE off at, at the pass. I don't know. But right now, he certainly is, is is struggling, and you know we obviously want to don't want to diminish that. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned Steve McNair a second ago, and something we neglected to mention yesterday. Um, he and fellow former Titans Eddie George, Derek Mason, Lorenzo Neal, Samari Rowe, Chris Johnson, Gary Anderson, and Andre Johnson are among the 173 modern era nominees for the 2024 Pro Football Hall of Fame class. Uh, that was announced yesterday. It's up on titansonline.com. Um, also amongst those nominees is 
former New England Patriots linebacker and current Titans head coach Mike Vrabel. So, um, those Johnson, yeah, those, um, wow, Julius Peppers, those nominees will be whittled down to 25 semifinalists in November. 19 finalists, according to Jim White's article, will be presented to the 50-member Pro Football Hall of Fame Selection Committee during its annual meeting to choose the class. Um, of those, there will be 15 modern era player finalists and seniors finalists, Randy Gratishar, Steve McMichael, Art Powell, and coach contributor finalists, Buddy Parker. So um, that selection committee will meet in advance of Super Bowl 58. And of that finalist group, there will be between four and nine new members selected. So congrats and good luck to the former Titans and to the current Titans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, Coach's Corner and some hardware with Isaac Shelby joining us from Clarksville. Stick around. Main Street Sports today is presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We come back to the Lee Company studio right after this. <laughs> Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Custom Stone Handler supplies over 600 distributors and suppliers with quality stone products. Along with River Stone, we produce and distribute over 100 building, landscape, and other bulk products. Our goal is to provide quality products, service, and partnerships to ensure our customers' success. We firmly believe that the measure of any person or company is how they treat other people and customers. Give them a call at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Mockingbird Title and Escrow is an attorney-owned and operated full-service title company in Middle Tennessee. We get your deals closed without worry and fuss. We're a family business that offers the highest level of expertise in our industry when it comes to closing and funding your real estate transactions. And it's, it's a job I really love. Uh, I'm passionate about this. I'm enthusiastic about this. I like to think we're pretty well-rounded and can deal with a wide range of, of needs and a wide range of clients. Call 615-274-8698 today. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Piggly Wiggly, located in Neely's Mill Shopping Center, is Columbia's locally owned and operated Cost Plus 10 grocery store dedicated to serving the community with low prices and smiling faces. 
Piggly Wiggly offers fresh, hand-cut meats daily as well as daily hot plate lunches from their deli counter. You're certain to see smiling faces and a helping hand when you're here at Piggly Wiggly. Come by and check out our fresh produce, high-quality meats, and more. Down home, down the street, we'll see you at the Pig. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Okay, that's one of the new tunes, and uh, he, he warned us a he little had some new new stuff coming. A little whistle while you work action here today on Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. We are live from the Lee Company Studio, and glad to have you guys with us. Of course, as we get ready to bring in our first guest of the day on Coach's Corner, it is Isaac Shelby of. Clarksville, and I believe he's coming in via telephone. Coach, how are you? Good. Sorry, guys. I couldn't get the uh, audio on my computer to work. I appreciate Perfect. what you're doing. Sport. Well, we appreciate you um, battling through to join us, Coach. Um, you know, we keep we keep looking through scores and working through scores over the weekends and that kind of thing, and we keep seeing – Clarksville on the left side of the column. Um, <laughs> tell us yeah. what's going on with your guys, man. Uh, I, I think we're I think we're playing pretty good right now. Um, you know, our kids are working hard. Uh, the staff's working hard. Um, you know, uh, it, it's just been a good year so far. Uh, we're kind of all thinking we're going to have some real bad luck one night because we haven't had it yet. So, uh, you know, we're just trying to um, you know, play fundamental football and keep coming up on the left side over there, like you talk about. Well, you know what they say, the harder you work, the luckier you get. The Wildcats 6-0 and to this point, 3-0 and in region play, and have not scored fewer than 38 points yet. Uh, that game being last week at a 38-10 region win over Dixon County. So, I mean, um, they say defense travels, and you guys haven't given up more than 14 points, but also that offense, I mean, when you're getting it done on both sides of the ball the way you guys have to this point, that's that kind of takes a lot of the luck yeah. back out of it, Coach. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, you know, I, I think our defensive coordinator, Taylor Stanley, he does a really good job. Uh, the kids have done a good job executing the plan each week. Um, Dixon County was really tough last week. Um, we got up 14 to nothing on them. Uh, real early through interception on the first foot their first offensive play of the game and then the offense came in and uh, was able to cash in a score with real good field position so that got us up 14-0 and that really helped out against a quality uh, quality team like Dixon. Yeah coach you know obviously at the 6A level you are uh, you're going to face some you're going to face pretty good competition week in and week out and you guys have have navigated yeah. that fairly easily to this point how do you keep your guys motivated and say hey it doesn't matter what we've done to this point it, it's there's still really good football teams ahead of us yeah uh, a lot of hollering and screaming every day um but but i do think this group is a is a mature bunch and i think that 
uh, they understand that, you know, the coaching staff takes it week by week. So they're taking it week by week. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's just one of those things. It's, it's taken a while to get the culture to this point, I think. But I, I think we're in good shape uh, that way. I, you know, the kids don't look ahead to stuff and they don't look behind them very much. So uh, we just worked on Northwest all week. And, and, you know, we'll see what happens Friday at homecoming. Well, you've got a – You've got a great running back in James Dalrymple. Dalrymple, yeah. Uh, obviously, four touchdowns last week, 151 yards in that win over Dixon County. But he is—he's a guy that you can lean on offensively, and when you've got a good running game, it makes life a little easier for a coach. You think? I think. No, yeah, no doubt about it. He does a good job. Um, you know, Mark Albert does a good job. Jack Stein and Jamarcus Watkins do a good job running the football for us. And, and Peyton Langis. We use a bunch of different guys. Uh, last week was kind of James's week. He's, he's just one of those tough kids. He doesn't want to get tackled. He's a overall good athlete. He's a good baseball player, um, for our school. So, and he's a junior. So, uh, he's just a guy that when you put the ball in his hands, um, you know, good things usually happen when James is touching it. Coach Isaac Shelby of the Clarksville Wildcats joining us here on um, Main Street Sports Today and on Coach's Corner, presented by From the Heart Cafe over in Chapel Hill. Um, Coach, again, 6-0, and heading into this Clarksville Northwest game tomorrow night. And as crazy as it sounds, we're, we're kind of on the backside of the season here. You finish up at Kirkwood, you got an idle week, and then Rossview and, and Northeast. Um, don't want to get ahead of yourselves, but how do you keep, besides screaming and hollering a lot, these guys from yeah. getting themselves when they look at the rest of the schedule and, you know, 10 and 0 doesn't look that far off. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, one, of those, uh, it's one of those tough things, and I know it's like cliche, but um, you know, week to week is the way we handle it. So, uh, you know, it's it, it would be pretty neat that, you know, uh, we looked it up. Nobody's gone 10 and 0 around here since Dick Clarkson High since 1945. So the kids definitely know that's in front of them um, as a long-term goal. But but the short-term stuff is what we're what we're worried about day to day. And if we get to if we're lucky enough, um, play well enough to get to that point where we can talk about that the last week, we'll definitely talk to them about it. But um, you know, it's it's you know something's gone wrong every year for like. I don't know, every year since 1945. So we just got to, you know, <laughs> prevent that from happening and go, go week to week on it. That is a, that's a heck of a stat right there. You had to, had to go back into the, into the archives to, to grab that one for yeah. sure. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, right, I had you know, some, uh, some people smarter than me work on that. <laughs> I hear you. Well, you know, obviously, you know, it, it, it's been a, a unique year because, Montgomery County and Clarksville in general has, has all been able to play each other. Uh, you guys yeah. have been in this, in this kind of Clarksville centric region and then throw in Dixon County, poor guys. They just kind of got lumped yeah. in with you, but it, it's gotta be nice to, to be able to kind of get, you know, get your guys playing against kids. They probably know and grew up playing against and, and, and being in town right there. It sure, certainly makes the, the bus trips easier. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, we've, I think that was one big issue on it too, because we've had, uh, I know last year when we played, well, I guess it was two years ago when we played in Sumner County, you know, we were late to Beach, Gallatin, and Hendersonville. All in. We didn't warm up on a game field one time all year. So, um, 
that was definitely difficult, but, uh, you know, we're getting places on time now, which is good. And, uh, I think the, the crowds locally have been, um, have been better just because, you know, the kids do know each other from church or little league baseball or whatever the situation is. Well, you guys have certainly made, made a great, a great region in region seven, as we've said, Rossview, Clarksville, Kirkwood, Dixon County, West Creek, Kenwood, Northwest and Northeast. Uh, when you, you know, obviously when, when you look at this region, you feel like that, you know, the familiarity probably helps you in the in in the back in the back half as far as you know you know what what you've got to do each week to be successful in this region and then you look at your cross region going to going to to Memphis for the first time in a while. Um, how does yeah. this region help you prepare for a region that you haven't matched up with in the last couple of years? Yeah, I don't know. I don't uh, like you said. We haven't. We we played Memphis schools, um, but it's been. Uh, I mean, we played Mumford three times in the playoffs. It, it's not been like the city Memphis schools, you know. Um, so the you know, and we scrimmaged Germantown a couple years ago at UT Martin in a spring game. So um, we're a little bit familiar with those people, but but not a lot. I, I think it would be difficult to answer that question until you actually like go into that lines then and see what it's all about. Coach, um, you know, we, we kind of go back in, in another life. We were both in different places. Mm -hmm. You were head coach at Northeast at one time, had a chance to work mm -hmm. with um, current Detroit Lions player Jalen Jalen Reeves-Maben. Um, you got back to your alma mater in 2014, and, and I'm always fascinated mm -hmm. by guys who are able to coach where they attended school, where they played, that kind of thing. Um, obviously, I guess you've been there long enough at this point that maybe some of the specialness has worn off. But what's that been like for you being at your alma mater and being successful there? It's been fun. It's been fun. I mean, I graduated here and played here, and so did my dad. So, uh, you know, and so did all my, you know, cousins and, and most of my major family. So, um, you know, it's it's a it's an important thing for me. Uh, it's important. It's important to have the opportunity to make my dad proud with the program that, that we deal with each day. Uh, I also think like, you know, teachers, teachers here just don't leave. Like we might have two or three openings a year sometimes, you know, uh, and a lot of times, you know, a kid will come in and say, you know, well, I'm struggling in so-and-so's class and you know, and this is the problem. And then they'll say something stupid and you, and, but they don't realize like, you know, most of us and even most of our staff can say, yeah, well, I had that exact same teacher when I was in high school and I disagree with you. You know what I mean? Um, and, and that kind of holds a lot of weight around here a little bit because most of our, I think probably 85% of our staff is partial high graduates. So uh, when you want to complain about a teacher, usually one of us had the same exact teacher around here. So, um, you know, that helps out things. <laughs> or, or I guess you might say I had the same exact teacher and I get it. <laughs> yeah, no, hey, hey, the the I had the same exact teacher for the same exact class in the same exact room you're sitting in has happened a couple times, you know. So that's that's funny, and, and then and and then you've got the guys who are like, hey, look, me and. Mr. X over here, we, we did some of the same things you're doing in school. Trust us. It's not a good mm -hmm. idea. We've, we've yeah, been on yeah, that road, man. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, it happens a lot more than you think. Every time we go over grades each week, we can get yeah. something like that. You know? 
<laughs> oh, that's awesome. Isaac Shelby here on Coach's Corner presented by From the Heart Cafe in Chapel Hill. Uh, Coach, thanks so much for taking time with us. We greatly appreciate it. We look forward to uh, catching the Wildcats throughout the rest of the year. Good luck. And if 10 and 0 rolls around, we'll, we'll, we'll be looking for the banner for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, if, they, if we're lucky enough for that to happen, uh, you call me back. We'll talk about it. Absolutely. We'll do it, Coach. Appreciate you. Uh, thank you very much. All right, let's uh, – before we hand out some hardware, MoMainStreetPreps.com just put out a story about 15 minutes ago that Cambridge Basketball has hired a new, a new coach. And Chris Height. CPA assistant Chris Height will take over for Marlon Sims, who stepped down in July to become assistant principal. We talked to him right after that uh, happened. Mm -hmm. And so pretty – Pretty solid hire here for, for the Ravens. Yeah, Chris Hyde, in addition to serving as an assistant at, at Cars Presbyterian Academy, he's also been an assistant at Ravenwood. I think he was an assistant at his alma mater, Overton, and um, played collegiately, I believe, at Lambeth. So um, He was at Pearl Cohn and Trevecca he's got as a, well. Got a great background. Um, he's a great player in Metro in high school and you know looking forward to seeing what he does in his first head coaching role uh, there is a story again on mainstreetpreps.com you can go find that as justin has it pulled up you can also check it out at mainstreetpreps on twitter it's the easiest I believe way he was teammates with former tennessee point guard brandon wharton if i recall correctly huh. so we will hand out some hardware now as we get ready to talk about the end-to-end -end life team of the week presented by our friends at CustomStoneHandlers.com. Again, outside the leaders, outside the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports, and Custom Stone Handlers encourages young people to get in the game. Our team of the week this week, Mo? Our team of the week this week is the Summit Spartans, who... Got a big performance out of quarterback Mason McElhaney to knock off Region 66A rival Franklin 13-7 last week in a game that promises to have some postseason implications as the season progresses. So, big win for the Spartans. It was, in fact, a big win for Summit. Our Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint Athlete of the Week comes from the pitch. Indeed, she does. Kalioka sophomore Addison Massey. Uh, the Lady Warriors only played one game last week, but she put up numbers that looked like a week's worth of games. Um, five goals, two assists in a 9 nothing victory down at Loretto. She was the offense. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that, that's, they wanted to make sure she got on the bus for that one, apparently, and it worked out. So. Yeah, absolutely. And it's always good when you can get a uh, get an athlete of the week from from girls soccer or, or volleyball, and as you know, because again, hashtag not, not just, just football. football. There we go. It's important. So, all right, we'll take a break. When we come back, Braves chatter on the other side. Stick around, Main Street Sports Day, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joints. Back after this. Thank you. 
Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50 plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731 and schedule your tour today. Mockingbird Title and Escrow is an attorney-owned and operated full-service title company in Middle Tennessee. We get your deals closed without worry and fuss. We're a family business that offers the highest level of expertise in our industry when it comes to closing and funding your real estate transactions. And it's it's a job I really love. Uh, I'm passionate about this. I'm enthusiastic about this. I like to think we're pretty well-rounded and can deal with a wide range of, of needs and a wide range of clients. Call 615-274-8698 today. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service, and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. following an emotional pregame ceremony in front of 58,554 to commemorate the final game at Veterans Stadium. The Braves scored three runs in the fourth inning to help deal host Philadelphia a 5-2 defeat. Chipper Jones had a pair of hits and drove in two runs in the Atlanta win with Gary Sheffield, Andrew Jones, Javi Lopez, and Robert Fick each adding a couple of hits. That was this day in Braves history. Spoiling other people's celebrations and having our own. That's what we'd like to do. A lot of names that you recognize in that yeah, list. And one that you, and one that you don't. <laughs> <laughs> or one that you might recognize, but not with this team. Robert Fick spent most of his career with the Detroit Tigers, actually. But, well, yeah, half his career. Okay. Yeah, the first five years or so. The the most important parts of his career. He played the most games with Detroit. I, I would imagine he <laughs> spent the longest time with Detroit. Who else was he with? No, he was with Atlanta for a year, Tampa Bay for a year, San Diego for two, and Washington for two. He was with Detroit for five years. So, so exactly half. As I said. But he spent more time there than anywhere else, right? Well, then, yes, than any one place. Okay. But, yeah, so... And, and again, uh, was an all-star the year before he come to Atlanta. As a catcher, right? Uh, 
Yes. Because he played first base mostly he, in Atlanta. He, he played first base. They had Harvey Lopez and Eduardo He, he played first base, right field, and catcher, apparently. Hmm. Had a positive war for his career. I mean, you got to give him credit for that. He wasn't Hit career 260. He wasn't. Yeah. He was. I mean, he was a major league ball player. Yeah, he was a 10-year ten ten-year vet. Uh, that's a good that you'll take that absolutely every day so robert pick how about that uh, it's always interesting when the when the random names get thrown in there um here's a name that's not random. not random ronald acuna jr creates a new club one of one as he is whether chicago cubs fans want to recognize it or not he's one of one yeah um, nobody else in the history of this game has hit 40 home runs and stolen 70 bases in a single season. You know, I, you you tweeted earlier about Ricky, <laughs> and I've seen a lot of folks with this, Ricky would have had so many stolen bases, blah, blah, this, blah, blah, that. And there's been one one piece of of information that I had not thought about until last week. And it was brought up again today. Ricky Henderson stole a bunch of bags against guys who threw 89, 90 miles an hour. And if you don't think seven miles an hour makes, makes a, a difference, difference, you're silly. Well, here's the thing. Here's what we're not going to do. We're not going to discredit Ricky Henderson on this show. No. I, I'm just saying <laughs> that people think that it's that, – that somehow – the games are the same except for that one thing of the bases being bigger. That's not that's not the case. No, no. Doing it in your era is simply doing it in your era. If Ricky had the ability to work out, like with the technology of, you know, all, which I don't know that Ricky Henderson would have ever. I don't know that put in a weight room. I, I don't, don't know, know that Ricky Henderson have. ever needed to step in a weight room. But <laughs> if he had grown up in this era where you know, you had the ability to go and, and all these trainings and all of these these new ways of, of developing your muscles. Ricky might have stole 150 I bases I today. Don't, I don't know that Ricky would have stolen any saying. more bases in this game. He certainly would have hit I more home runs too. Take, I think both. That. I think he would have done both. I really do. I, but again, it's like it's like judging Jordan versus LeBron. You, it's 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 almost impossible because. There are certain uh, there are certain advantages that players today have had over the last twenty years in terms of training that nobody had pre two thousand. Period. Yeah, I I just clearly clearly I'm a Ronald Acuna Jr. fan, but I still feel like Ricky Henderson is probably the most dynamic leadoff hitter ever to play the game. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Uh, I mean, by the time we're done, I don't think... I, by the time we're done, by the time Ron Lacuna Jr. is done, I, I and a changes. number of other people may feel differently about that. But for right now... I mean, you're talking about a guy, one, who is one of one. He's one of one. And 40-70. A guy who hit more home, has hit more home runs in his first six seasons than even Barry Bonds did and stole more bases. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, 
you're talking about a guy who is what third or fourth on the list. Oh, no, I think he's eighth actually. Eighth on the list for leadoff home runs in a game. By the time he's done, he's he's gonna he, he's gonna break that record unless the dude from Kansas City just keeps <laughs> breaks it himself and keeps going. Who Bobby Witt? Yeah. So Witt Witt's up there, as is as is Acuna. So we'll, you know we'll see how that goes. But that's look Ronald Acuna Jr. is despite what Bill Plaschke may say on Around the Horn. Mm -hmm. uh, I love that everyone laughed at him, by the way. What did he, I, he, he made his... Well, I don't watch Around the Horn. I don't listen to Bill Plaschke, so I have no idea what was said. Well, it's been, it's been, it's made its way. The clip has made its way around Braves Twitter enough that I found it. And basically he made his argument about the bases and the, he said, this is my favorite part. Mookie has more RBIs, which is the only statistic that Mookie leads in. By he's, the got way. Two more? he's got 106 to Ronnie's 104. Okay. <laughs> but he said Mookie has more RBIs and has a better war. Okay. So, and as we know, fan graphs will tell you that you can't use war as a differentiator when it's as close as those two are. It basically says it's, it's, it could go either way. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, if the, if the war is 8 versus 6, then yeah, it's pretty obvious. But if it's 8.4 and 8.2, you can't make a difference over a season. But then he goes on to say that, well, you know, their, o, their OPS is basically the same. Well, it's basically the same because Ronnie's is higher. Mm -hmm. and basically the same. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and everything just, else is basically the same. Except, except that, RBIs and war. Exactly. Right? Everything else is basically the same. <laughs> Except war and RBIs, so clearly move. So clearly, clearly, it's he's run away. The MVP. But on the show, because Plasky won, you know, he had the most points, so he got the last word. Right? I, I don't understand the concept of that show. The, well, the, it's, the show is ridiculous to me. I like the show. The show it, you I, would. Well, <laughs> I said I liked the show when it first was on, and I watched it a lot. I mean, mm -hmm. back when Woody was on and. There was who else was on? I think I think Mia was on there at one time. But Jackie McMullen was on there at one time. I yeah. Believe. So when it first started and and, and it, it was it was pretty good, and it was basically like uh, what's the the Drew Carey show where the what's my points line? don't matter? <laughs> yeah, the, the everything's made up. The points don't matter. It's kind of like that. Mm -hmm. But he won the show, so he had the most points, and then he got to give the last word. So and that, he was, goes, his that was his word. last word, and the entire studio was laughing at him. <laughs> well, I mean, Bill Plaschke should be used to getting laughed at. This yeah, year. there's no question there. I just so. thought it was funny. Oh, man. But, yeah, it's uh, Ronald Acuna, I think, has separated himself fairly well in the month of September. Uh, what's wild is that going into the Dodgers series, it felt like to me that Mookie was going to be the first leadoff hitter to hit 40 home runs in a season. Felt like he was going to, you know, he was really trending in the direction of kind of making history himself. Now he has made history in the RBI. He, he is the leader of most RBIs from, from a leadoff, leadoff hitter. Has he history. passed Charlie Blackman's? He has. Okay. 
Ronnie is now number two. Blackman he had, he had Blackman, 103. 103. Right? Okay. So they've both passed him now. All right. But only one of them has hit 40 home runs. And it ain't Mookie. And it's not Mookie. And so that just blew me away how the entire month of September, we, we, you know, we went into that series with it's Mookie and Acuna and they're neck and neck. And then from that series on, well, from the, after the first game when Mookie hit two home runs and then Ronnie hit three but in the Ronnie series. Ronnie hit one in that game. Yeah, he hit the grand slam in that game. He hit two more in the series. Uh, went over in the, in the finale, but whatever. <laughs> and but then continued that hot streak through September, and, and Mookie cooled off as we said he would. I mean, he had a normal, he had an above average August, and he's had a normal September, which is a good September. Mm -hmm. But it's not been to the level that Ronald Acuna Jr. has had. So I don't know why there's a question anymore. I don't think there's a question anymore. It's it's Ronald Acuna uh, the Jr. The question is in LA, and that's it. Period. Now, what needs to happen tonight is that the Braves need to not have to come from behind to beat the Cubs. Ronnie needs to hit a couple more tonight. Well, Smith Shaver goes to the bump tonight, and after a great okay. that's interesting. After a good a good night from Darius Bonds, only gave up two runs because I'm not, not <laughs> you counting that first one. Not counting the first one. Zero zip zip. Neither is Brian Snitker. Oh, he listen. That's Matt, ridiculous. here's the thing. So I was away from the TV. We went to Cajun Steamer at eight last night and, and like took forever Steamer. getting the game up on. They didn't have the game on when we walked in. Yeah. If they hadn't put it on, I would have left. <laughs> but um, so I missed it. And I'm going back through my game day on MLB and it says Snicker ejected. And I'm like, why or what? <laughs> and so, I mean, after after the game, I, I saw the replay. And one, how do you miss that? Two, how is it not reviewable? That, that blows my mind. The things that aren't reviewable, everything should be reviewable. And, and, and anything that can anything be gotten wrong should be, should be reviewable. The only thing you shouldn't be able to review, balls and strikes. Right. And under this format, well, I, I mean, mean, you can in the minors. Well, yeah. But balls and strikes are just about it. Yeah. I mean, catch, I mean, no balls catch. And strikes are, yeah, balls and strikes are judgment call. Catch, no catch. Home run, in not home run. In the infield or outfield ought to be a reviewable. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's in the infield or not. Ask Marcelo Zuna. Fair foul. Fair foul. All yeah. of that should be reviewable. This, this should be Anything reviewable. that those guys can get wrong, except ball strikes. Anything that you can go to a, a, a monitor and and decide whether or not something did or didn't happen should be reviewed. And I mean, I'll be interested to hear what the umpire's response is. Surely, surely, surely they have to be made available today with regards to that. Because one... They got it wrong. Two, it cost the Braves a run. Three, it cost Snitker six innings. The last tweet by the Major League Baseball's Umpire Association was in 2021. So. And that's, that's. They should be putting out a statement today. It's beyond ridiculous. I mean, it's not Jim Joyce, yeah. Armando Galarraga, 
bad. level, but it's bad. It because you got the call wrong and then you threw somebody out over it. Exactly. Some and again, when you and I are umpiring and someone comes to you, manager comes to you and says, I think this is what happened. And you come to me and you say, did you see something I didn't see? And if I say, yeah, it was a foul ball. Foul ball. And the runner's got to go back and runs off. And, and here's the thing. All of the things. It's very easy. But at the same time, we've also seen situations where I didn't see partners. It. Well, not only, not even that, but partners won't. You know, they, they're, they're not going to overrule their partner. Yeah. I've never been, I've never been one to, if, if I get it wrong and you tell me I got it wrong, I'm making the change. Right. Because I want to get it right. That's my whole goal as an umpire. And I'm, I am not too proud to know that I will get things wrong. Sure. I am well aware it does happen. And, and if you're out there in that position, your goal should be to get it right especially at the major league level in a situation where, you know, again, the Cubs were the beneficiary, but had they been not been the beneficiary, had it gone the other way and they're in the middle of a wild card race. I mean, you, you, not only does that run affect the Cubs last night, but it affected the Marlins, it and, affects the the Marlins well. and the Reds. Yep. And I think that's a big deal. It really is a big deal. Now, Thanks to that run, Ronnie's a 47-year guy. Right. Because he doesn't get it if he don't have the if the if the 10th inning doesn't happen, he doesn't get an, an extra RBI and stolen base and score another game-winning run. But yeah, but Darius Vines had a great great outing last night. Got to give him credit. It, it, it didn't feel like a great outing when he gave up those two solo home runs in the same inning. But other than that, and that's a good offensive team. Right, you'll take that. You'll take two solo home runs, and that's it, out of six innings. You'll take that. I mean, that's a quality start. It's a quality start. Well done. Don't know if he pitched his one on the postseason roster, but he very well may have. Well, I mean, given the shape that the, the, the rotation is in. is in. But again, if you don't feel like you need more than three starters. Well, and here's the thing. He has... Also giving them some relief appearances as well. That's true. And so he could he, he might be there as a swing guy type situation. Very well could be. He he along with Wright could be, you know, guys who can come out of the bullpen and give you long relief. So Kirby Yates. Kirby Yates. Kirby Yates. I don't I think he may have pitched his way off of the roster last night. You can't hit a guy in that situation. And so, he was up in the count. Up in the count. I, I, I don't know. So, hmm. But the offense, as we said yesterday, this offense seems to have found its, its, its swagger. It's got its groove back, as if it were Stella. So that makes you feel good going into the postseason. Obviously, would love to see that continue through this Washington series and tonight against the Cubs in the finale. Yes. Would love to see that. And I don't know, did you see the stat that I posted? The Braves will not finish with a record below 500 against any National League team not named San Diego. 
They will finish three and four against the Padres, but they will have a, a 500 record or, or better, better against every other National League team, no matter what happens tonight. Because they they can they will finish at worst 500 against the Cubs. Because mm-hmm. they dropped two of three at Wrigley. Right. So. The and three and four is yeah against the Padres. I mean, you give us another game, who knows? So, <laughs> but but there's that. All right, let's take a quick break, Terry McCormick. Standing by, real quick, for your Titans update right after this. Since 1975, Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint Clinic has treated the orthopedic needs of Middle Tennessee residents. The trained physicians provide surgical options and minimally invasive options to treat all orthopedic needs. The walk-in clinic, OrthoQuick, helps you bypass the ER while treating sports injuries and acute needs Monday through Saturday. Visit MTBJ online at mtbj.net or on social media at Mid-Tennessee Bone Joint Clinic. It's time now for your daily Titans update with Terry McCormick, powered by Zen Sports. Terry, what's up? Well, guys, it is your Titan Insider Daily Report. It's powered by Zen Sports, which is changing the bonus game for the better. Lots of guys absent today at practice uh, during the open period that uh, reporters like myself were allowed to see. Uh, Several guys not there. Some of them probably just getting a rest day and to stay off the turf uh, because they practiced in the bubble due to the rain. That included Derrick Henry, DeAndre Hopkins, Danico Autry, Tier Tard, who is battling a little bit of a knee injury, and Traylon Burks, who is still battling a little bit of an injury and had a big wrap on that left knee yesterday while he was out there and was listed as limited on Wednesday. If I'm, if you're going to ask me which guys I'm most concerned about, it's probably Tard, who's missed two days of practice in a row, and Burks, who really has not rounded, other than the 170-yard catch he had from Tannehill against the Chargers, he really has not regained the form that he was showing before he suffered that knee injury uh, in those joint practices with the Vikings. So certainly that's a guy that they need to really step up in a big way and become compliment to DeAndre Hopkins so that they don't have to force feed everything toward one guy. We'll find out. I wasn't going to ask who you were most concerned about, but I am glad you told us because <laughs> I didn't think about asking a question like that. Probably maybe tomorrow we'll, we'll, we'll get some more information and feel, and feel a little bit better about who's going to play on Sunday. Should be interesting. Terry, tell us about Zen Sports. All right, will do. Zen Sports is the new sports book in Tennessee, revolutionizing the way you earn sports bets. 
betting rewards. With Zen Sports, your rewards are cash rewards. You bet with real money, and now you're rewarded with it too. Earn a whopping 5% cash back welcome bonus for your first 15 days when you sign up with code MAINSTREET, M-A-I-N-S-T. Keep betting and keep earning every month after that with up to 3% cash back rewards on your betting volume. And best of all, you can earn cash commission on your referral bets with the Zen Sports Referral Rewards Program. Zen Sports betting just got better. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-889-9789. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 and older and in Tennessee to bet. The dragon here, I saw it. What, what, like, no, no, they don't. There's no such thing as dragons. I swear, I saw it. It had huge claws. Get out of here. It had eyes as big as the moon. Come on, I'll show you. Wait up. <gasps> Do you that? We're almost there. Whoa! I told you so. That is a dragon. This is Chris Yao with Main Street Sports Today. Every show, Mo Patton and I welcome friends from all across the sports landscape, from high school coaches and reporters to national, college, and pro sports personalities. You never know who might stop by for a chat. She's on Thinking Out Loud, presented by Regions, and out of pocket with Alyssa Lang. It is, in fact... Alyssa Lang. I'm a little nervous. I'm going to lower the bar for guests now. Oh, no. I'd like apologies in advance. It sounds like... CC Commissioner Greg Sankey. You got that radio voice. I know. It's a good sound. Oh, they the radio, too. <laughs> As do we. And then here's the other thing. You guys, you're spot on with the name. Everybody wants to be on Main Street. Everybody wants to be on Main Street. So, and we reach every Main Street in Middle Tennessee, Coach. Yeah, that's it. So Perfect. when you are on Main Street and you are moving, you gotta love it. Like you're moving. I was impressed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad someone. We were small, now we are large. <laughs> Much like how I have become after college. <laughs> Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao alongside Maurice Patton. And we're glad to have you guys with us as the dreary day has yet again become sunny. Oh, the sun has returned. <laughs> Here we are. Who knows? What did they say? Welcome to Tennessee, where if you don't like the weather, hang around 15 minutes and it'll change. It will change. There's no question. So it's never seen a drop of rain. Looks like it's going to rain all day. No rain to be found. So You're not what? complaining, though. No, not at all. It's just, it's just funny. <laughs> so, oh, man. Well, we are about to be joined by Tennessee Tech's athletics director, but we have found a unique uh, correlation between well, athletics administrators. You've got Matt Wilson, the Gulf South mm -hmm. Commissioner, Mark Elliott, Trevecca AD, whom we've both had on the show over the last couple of weeks. And we just put the two together today. We've got mashup, a, mashup. a little mashup here with Mark Wilson. So if your name is Mark or your name is Wilson, you got a pretty good shot at of being, being on the show at some point. Yeah. <laughs> being on the show. We, we will be calling you. Yeah. Mark, welcome to the show, man. 
kind of a huge compliment because I know both of them. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy to mash up is fun. Mash up <laughs> Mark, um, we reached out to you, one, because we were kind of on a run of athletic administrators, but two, I saw something, um, I guess something Thomas Corhorn had put out here recently in one of your game notes about this being the final year at Tucker Stadium as it is currently constructed. Y'all got some big things going on up there, and hopefully they will involve an elevator to the press box. <laughs> but um, just um, tell us tell us what's going on with the with the football facility. Well, well women through the elevator. So, Mo, I expect you to be up here regularly then because you will not have to walk those stairs all the way to the top of the stadium. Uh, but uh, it, it is coming to prove for Tennessee Tech University, for Kirkville, and certainly for the Golden Eagle football. The west side of Tucker Stadium and a complete rebuild. It'll really enhance the fan experience. Every seat is going to be a chair back in the lower section. It'll have a club section. It'll have some suites and a whole new press area as well. So we're really excited about the enhancements for you know, for Tennessee Tech football, Tucker Stadium has served us in its current format so, so well. Uh, it first opened in 1966. Uh, so we've had a lot of great games there. We've won some championships there. Uh, but now it's time to uh, to enhance the experience for the fans. And as you know, that uh, that will really also uh, uh, give great confidence to our football student-athletes and help us recruit the very best student-athletes. So it, uh, it's a tremendous uh, improvement. Uh, we're we're uh, really appreciative of the leadership of our university president, Dr. Phil Oldham, all the great work that uh, that, that he does behind the scenes for uh, all of our teams and the university as a whole. Uh, but but he has been the uh, he's he's been the spearhead of this project and uh, really excited for it to come to fruition. You know, we we've got up on the screen, Mark. I'm not sure if you can see it, but we've got up on the screen a rendering of the new facility and I don't see the press tent that is usually there for or was there for the Blue Crossbows. I mean, <laughs> should you guys get that back? Will that tent be up on the um, on the end zone down there or, or will we actually get to come upstairs? I think you'll actually be able to come upstairs. You know, but there's a lot of things that took place in that tent. A lot of memories and people made together. Uh, you know, with the tent uh, for the Blue Cross Bowl, uh, but we anticipate that that will no longer be needed. So, d that being said, do you, you guys don't feel like uh, the, the city would, or, or Tennessee Tech in general, would be, you know, submitting a bid in the future? No, we certainly would. Uh, you know, Obviously, sands, you know, the bathroom facilities, everything else at, at, that, that you guys did, 
were, were fantastic. The only complaint I had was the bathroom facilities. And I promise you, the hot apple cider oh, made up for the cinnamon in, apple cider, yes. In droves. You guys did not share that recipe with the folks in chat. And, and the we're folks in chat didn't ask you for it. And that's certainly a disconnect <laughs> that I would love to see addressed. I will let Arnold know that. I will let her know that. But now we can't get all our secrets. You know, we need some of those to come and start. People here and the way that we embrace, uh, you know, the, the media coming in, uh, the student athletes, coaches, uh, fans that came here from the basketball game. Uh, we tried to treat them like they were home, like they were like they were here for a Tennessee Tech event. Um, and uh, and I, and I do think that's what makes us special as our as our as our people. And uh, we look forward to doing that again and forever afforded uh, the opportunity to, to host. And you know, to echo what Chris said, I don't think the hospitality aspect of the Blue Cross Bowl at Tucker Stadium was ever a question for anybody. No. I, I think that, you know, from the moment you walked onto campus and into that facility to the moment you walked out. Um, and that's the one thing welcome. that I, that's that's the one thing that I've said. Football wanted the Blue Cross Bowl. And you never felt like anybody was being put out by being there or, or anything of the sort. And, and I always admired that over the, the time that you all had it there. And, and like you said, hopefully if the opportunity presents itself, um, it can get back up there again, because I can't tell you that that's not always been the case in Chattanooga. Yeah, we're, we're, we're looking forward to that opportunity once we get this uh, you know, facility uh, down and, uh, and rebuilt. Um, and what the timing is of that is still a little bit uh, yet to be known on how long that construction project will take because it is a very elaborate project, especially if you look at the size of the stadium and taking that down and how long it's going to take to, to haul everything away and to, to rebuild a, a beautiful facility like this. And it's the fitting of the Tennessee Tech campus because our campus is a gorgeous campus. Our community is a gorgeous community. Uh, we're proud to be Tennessee's college town. And uh, we think this uh, new west side of the stadium will uh, will just won't be one of the things that will enhance our reputation as a uh, as a destination uh, for for sports, uh, for Tennessee Tech sports, Ohio Valley Conference sports. Uh, you know, our new association, uh, the Big South OBC Association, and uh, in football, and certainly hosting uh, TWSAA championships. You know, um, we're talking to Mark Wilson, athletics director at Tennessee Tech here on, here on Main Street Sports today, presented by Main Mid. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. There we go. Um, Mark, you mentioned that this project is expected to take a year and a half, close to two years. Um, we've heard not just murmurs, but out-and-out out statements about what's going on with Vanderbilt as they have their football stadium project going on. I, I remember Middle Tennessee State, when they were doing some upgrades, some of it was taking place during the season. You know, what are your concerns about this taking place while football is going on next year? Yeah, it's certainly going to be a tremendous challenge for us. We know that. There's going to have to be flexibility on behalf of the visiting team, the Tennessee State team, uh, all the fans that come to 
have known to come to a Tennessee Tech event or any event at Tucker Stadium since 1966. Uh, but we will be playing home. We will be having fans all on, on one side. Uh, we'll be relocating all of our press operations, video board operations, scoreboard operations uh, to the president's box on the east side. And the, and the president will not have a box uh, throughout the, uh, the construction in that uh, but uh, sometimes that's just a place to Will it be painful? Yes, it will be painful. But all of us just need to work together and provide feedback to each other. And, uh, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not, we're not going to come up with all the answers. We think we're going to try to troubleshoot all the answers. But in that first game, I'm sure we're going to have our toes on. But the fans and everybody need to tell us, okay, here's what I experienced so we can work to try to make it better uh, before the second game, before the third game. Uh, and, uh, and then we and we think we uh, we're really good at adjusting, and uh, and we're really good to, at listening to people, and we're looking forward to that feedback so we can provide the very best possible experience that we can uh, while undergoing a, a, a major uh, construction undertaking at the Tennessee Tech Mark, you know, you mentioned the the new Big South, OVC, uh, UAC. United Athletic Conference, I think is what they're calling it. And obviously this in the world of conference realignment, the OVC has, has certainly taken its lumps, but you guys have stood strong with, with the conference and, and, and obviously the football scheduling uh, and, and football mashup with the Big South has been uh, something positive for, for you guys. How do you feel like the, you know, the conference as, as a whole stands today and you know do you guys feel confident going forward with the OVC? We do. We're proud of uh, Dr. Roland, our president, is a very, very strong leader in the Ohio Valley Conference uh, governance. Uh, and he's uh, made sure that the OVC is a strong conference for Tennessee Tech. Um, you know that's uh, what he feels like is his one of his primary responsibilities is a great place for our student athletes to be able to uh, to compete. And to be able to compete for championships and win championships, and then go compete in the uh, in the NCAA, and that's the whole premise behind uh, the association with the Big South is that you know Big South was going to lose their automatic qualifier to the FCS NCAA championship. Uh, the Ohio Valley Conference would have as well. So by partnering together, we get at least one automatic qualifier into the NCAA championship. We thought it was critically important because for our students, we believe that. That there should be something championship, uh, and that's why I really applaud uh, the, board, the board of presidents and Commissioner DeBush for their creativity for our football student athletes to, to, to be able to do that. We kind of do that in some other sports as well. If you look at uh, men's tennis, our men's tennis team is now a affiliate member of the Horizon League because uh, we we've, we've, we've had a very very highly successful men's tennis program, and uh, they've had great success in NCAA's and. Uh, we wanted them to continue to have that opportunity, so we decided to affiliate with the Horizon League for that. And in today's day and age, in conference affiliation, you have to be creative, uh, you have to be aggressive, and you have to find, uh, you know, what's right for you. And we do believe at the present time that the Ohio Valley Conference is the right place for Tennessee Tech. Um, it's institutions we want to compete against. It's uh, institutions that uh, that, we, that we feel like our teams can uh, win championships and, uh, and have the opportunity to advance into the uh, NCAAs and, and experience uh, those great games. Um, you know, we're sad that we lost the members that, that we did, uh, but we've we lost great numbers. We've made new games, it's bringing new rivalries. So um, I think it's uh, 
Well, we're, we're, we're proud to have you guys uh, joining our show here on Main Street Sports today, Mark. Thank you so much for taking time with us. It, it's obviously a beautiful facility that you see there on your screen, folks. And, and, and once it is uh, fully operational, we will, forward to seeing we, we will certainly make the trip to Cookville and, and take a firsthand look at it and, and, and perhaps look forward to doing a future show live from the campus of Tucker Stadium. So, uh, Mark, we again, we appreciate it. We look forward to talking with you again soon. I'm looking forward to to taking a test ride an, in an that elevator. elevator. Yeah, Absolutely. I'll be the elevator operator on your first trip up. There we go. Thank you. I'll take you up on that. Yeah, Absolutely. Yes. We will hold you to it. Mark, we appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Mark Wilson, athletics director. Man, he's a good dude. Tennessee it's a shame Tech. Shame he works at Tech. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it, like you said though, I never, never mm -mm. didn't feel welcome mm -mm. At, at at Tennessee Tech in, in Cookville in general. Mm -hmm. I mean, at, at any point while we were in Cookville at, at restaurants I, and, at hotels, and I mean, they can't do anything about the geographics. No, they they can't. But yet the grid, the geographic wasn't terrible. I mean, it's certainly better than Chattanooga if you're from Memphis. Is it? <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's a straight shot up sure. I forty, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I don't. Here's the thing: you got to drive. You got to drive through Savannah if you want to take a straight shot from Memphis. To... Here's the thing: <laughs> unless it's in Memphis, they don't care. Folks in Memphis ain't gonna be satisfied no way. <laughs> So it, it really does. You're probably matter. not wrong. You're yeah. probably not wrong. You know, so, yeah. but that, when you talk about the potential for a, you know, for the, for, for the blue crossbar, I don't know what that sounded like. Somebody was chasing a cat downstairs. Hope, as long as they're downstairs. Oh man. But, uh, <laughs> when you talk about the future of the blue cross bowl at, at places, like you know it's currently in chattanooga uh had been in cookville for a while we, we certainly think that you know potentially an enclosed stadium in nashville could uh that could entice, be the, that, could, that should be a game changer but it, you know, it we'll could see. entice some folks but the the difference is that you're talking about a what fifty-eight thousand mm -hmm. seat stadium versus right. 20,000 in Chattanooga, mm -hmm. 18 to six, 15 to 16 in, in Cookville with chair back seats on one side of the stadium oh. all the way up. Mm. <laughs> I mean, that's that's, a, that's not to be taken lightly. I, I don't think so. So I, I, I feel like there's, you know, there, there's some decisions that will have to be made because the atmosphere I've been in, I've been in state championship games in Legion field when it was 60,000 people and they're, those 1A games, I'm sorry, they suck. The atmosphere sucks. You just get swallowed up. It's yeah. just not possible. Yeah. And, and, and you can't fix it. You can't fix that. Yeah. So same thing at Bryant Denny and Jordan Hare. I mean, if you had if you had it at if you had the state championship game in Knoxville, it would be the same way. It just the atmosphere doesn't quite reach what it should reach. And and here's the thing for everybody that says these kids deserve to play in the best possible facility. You know, a lot of our high school football fans look at the GHSAA and them playing their games in 
you know, the Georgia Dome or Mercedes-Benz Stadium or whatever. But, you know, when you're putting six, 8,000 folks in a 60,000-seat facility, like you said, the, the atmosphere suffers. And it's going to be a similar situation here. Is that the best? Just because it's the best facility doesn't necessarily mean it's the best situation. Which, and again, I don't know if you've been in some of these visitor locker rooms, even in Division One FBS level stadiums, they aren't great. <laughs> I mean, they're just bare bones. So one side gets the great, the other side gets the not so great, and then what? Yeah. You know, so it's it it is kind of interesting that it, it's an interesting fact because you you have to take that into consideration. Is is atmosphere worth it? And to me, I feel like a state championship atmosphere ought to be – it should be noticeable. And in a stadium of a certain size, it's not. Mm -hmm. And, I mean – And it, it's not fixable. It's not fixable. I mean, you can't anywhere. make 5,000 in a 58,000-seat facility look bigger. Or sound bigger right you just can't do it so it's it's unfortunate let's take a break when we come back we've got high school football to pick plenty of it so stick around here on preps thursday main street sports today presented by mid-tennessee barnes we're back to the lead company studio in a moment Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Custom Stone Handler supplies over 600 distributors and suppliers with quality stone products. Along with River Stone, we produce and distribute over 100 building, landscape, and other bulk products. Our goal is to provide quality products, service, and partnerships to ensure our customers' success. We firmly believe that the measure of any person or company is how they treat other people and customers. Give them a call at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Mockingbird Title and Escrow is an attorney-owned and operated full-service title company in Middle Tennessee. We get your deals closed without worry and fuss. We're a family business that offers the highest level of expertise in our industry when it comes to closing and funding your real estate transactions. And it's, it's a job I really love. Uh, I'm, I'm passionate about this. I'm enthusiastic about this. I like to think we're pretty well-rounded and can deal with a wide range of, of needs and a wide range of clients. Call 615-274-8698 today. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Piggly Wiggly, located in Neely's Mill Shopping Center, is Columbia's locally owned and operated Cost Plus 10 grocery store dedicated to serving the community with low prices and smiling faces. 
Piggly Wiggly offers fresh, hand-cut meats daily as well as daily hot plate lunches from their deli counter. You're certain to see smiling faces and a helping hand when you're here at Piggly Wiggly. Come by and check out our fresh produce, high-quality meats, and more. Down home, down the street, we'll see you at the Pig. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Ken Main Street Sports today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We are live from the Lee Company studio here in Columbia. Glad to have you guys along with us on the ride. Got a lot of exciting high school football to talk about, some picks to get to, and we're going to get to them in just a moment. But before we do, if you're in, again, if you're into high school football, especially in Middle Tennessee, don't forget Oakland and Siegel tonight on Main Street Media Radio. Should be a great, great game as Wade Neely and Scott Stewart will be on the call. If you are looking for something to watch tonight, and maybe you are, maybe you've got your 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 college football setup. You've got your four TVs surrounding the big TV or something. I don't know. Uh, I just have two large TVs in one room, so I can only watch two things. And tonight I'll be watching MTSU on one and Jack State on the other. Uh, but if you have a third television, there will be a high school football game on ESPN tonight. Clay Chalk of Alabama and Thompson of Alabama will be playing. So huge 6A versus 7A matchup. So plenty of, of good football to be consumed this evening. So make sure that uh, you're enjoying plenty of great football action. Mo, last week, not great. We said we weren't going to talk about that. Yeah, 5-5 five and five for both of us uh, on the week. I don't think that was all us, but regardless. No, I think six and four was the best anyone did. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Casey Patrick went eight and two, and that pulled him out of the cellar with me. So now you're in now the cellar I'm by in the cellar by myself as I was last year. But as going through the picks each week, you can always see that I, I'm going to buck the trend sometimes because I don't want to get Mount Pleasanted. <laughs> That's high risk, high reward. Though, it is, too, and, and clearly high risk and mostly risk for me. Mm -hmm. uh, rare reward, but <laughs> but I did get one last week. I, I I got Columbia Academy. I was the only team. I was the only people, person to pick Columbia Academy. I'm not sorry. Not that was two weeks ago when against DCA. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And then last week, so close yet so far mm -hmm. away. Anyway, five and five for both of us. Uh, I, I will say, I feel like this football season through six weeks has been a bit more unpredictable than usual. One would think. Yeah. So, uh, so we'll start with the other BDP, White House. Mm -hmm. White House hosting. In all fairness, White House may be a, the original BDP. Jeff Porter may have instituted that over there. I don't know. Almost 40 years ago. But anyway, 
Yeah. May have. I, I couldn't tell you. White House hosting but station camp. They've got the, it, it, are they just one, like the, their normal bison? Uh, I don't know if they are bison or bisons. That's a good question. I've never yeah. had to concern myself with it. <laughs> well, I, I only know, I've only known ever one bison, and that was, of course, a Lipscomb. So I was just curious if, if there was a a station camp. Huh. Uh, Let's see. They're the bison. No S. So they are singular. Singular bison. Singular plural. As, <laughs> as they, uh, yeah, well, technically plural, I guess. I, uh, they they had two White House uh, one and five on the year White House five and one. Yeah, so I, I mean that that, that kind of tells you. That's, that's, uh, all you need is some. Well, I mean, all you need to know, unless you know Brady McIntyre and Russell Vinozzi must know something. Uh, yeah, um, they are they are among the top three. In oh, the and, and Blaine Keller. I did Blaine also. He did. So, hey, not all one and fives are created equal. Not all five and ones are created equal. Uh, Marshall County took care of uh, of White House pretty handily, and I'm not sure who else. You know, obviously Greenbrier I thought was pretty good. Right. But it does feel like that Station Camp has played the toughest. They're scheduled to date, Beach, Gallatin, Marshall County, Springfield, Greenbrier, and Pearl Cone. And maybe that's what those guys are counting on. So. But it's tough for me to pick against five and one when they're playing one and five. It's just diff it's difficult, yeah. especially when you don't know the teams you know, in yeah. intimately mm -hmm. like some folks do. So right. I've got White House 21-14. You've got two. 2613. All right. Hendersonville, Springfield. Springfield is struggling this year. And, you know, we had David Wilson on at the beginning of the season, and he mentioned that they lost a bunch of seniors from last year's team. And you know, they also lost former Mount Pleasant coach Bronson Bradley, who's now at White House Heritage. Yeah. I'm thinking that it might be the seniors a little bit more, more than, than Bronson, Bronson, with all due respect. But at the same, <laughs> we love time, you, Bronson. But yeah, you know. Well, here's the thing: Springfield three and three on the year. Now their three losses have been pretty bad, but Clarksville undefeated, mm -hmm. Henry County only lost Henry to County. Brentwood, right? Centennial, 30, undefeated. Yeah, you know. So, I mean, make of that what you will. Hendersonville is Hendersonville is at four and two on the year. Their losses are to Brentwood and Beach. They've beaten Gallatin. They beat Siegel. Pretty two pretty decent wins. So I mean I think this is going to be a, you know this will be a, this will be a good game. I've got it a four point spread. We all picked Hendersonville. Though. I've Everybody. got it a four point spread. I don't have it quite as high scoring as you do, but yeah, and, and I think it's going to be a physical affair just because that's kind of the makeup of these two Both teams, teams historically. Yeah, the, the clock will run in this one. Maybe that's yeah, why you don't have it so high ball, ball's not going to be in the air a whole lot. <laughs> From either one. team. <laughs> Which, if you're covering it, you love. You love to see it. <laughs> we are getting way 
out of the coverage area for this next one, Mo. But I think it's I think this is going to be a really really good game. Upperman coming in undefeated, six and zero on the year. They go to Smith County, who's coming off a huge win over East Robertson mm-hmm. last week on on television. So. Uh, again, their only loss this year that three to that six to three loss to Macon County. I think Upperman is a little bit more offensively explosive than A East Robertson or B Smith County is used to. I'm taking the B's buds buds in this one. Well, I'm all alone at the end of the bar by myself with <laughs> all alone at the end of the evening in that uh, the bright lights are fading, fading away blue, fading to blue or fading away whatever it I, is. I was i was waiting for the one yeah yeah no, <laughs> take it to the limit one more time and that's yes, where yes. well i'm taking you it to you the have limit, taken it to the limit because i've yeah. got the owls here uh to to get another tough but uh but win nonetheless. As a friend of mine used to say on a Friday night scoreboard show, hooty hoot. <laughs> I like it. That's almost as good as smackadory high. <laughs> yeah. Bo's alma mater, right? That's right. That was one of my favorites. Uh, smackadory or etawada, 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 etawada. <laughs> oh, man. Home of another great Auburn running back. Cadillac Carnell Williams. So there you go. Rossview and Dixon County. This is a, you know, this is another tough matchup for, for the Cougars. They, you know, you got to play Clarksville very, and Rossview back to back. I am very wary of Dixon County after the Kirkwood episode. Yeah, but. Yeah. I yeah. mean, Rossview has certainly proven themselves against a little bit better competition I feel like Mm -hmm. this season and obviously they sit uh, along with Clarksville atop that region region standings right now so that's kind of where I'm at is I just feel like they've kind of proven themselves enough to this point Uh, have bounced back from two opening season losses one to Wilson Central, the other to Logan County, Kentucky. But their wins are West Creek, Northwest, Northeast, and Kirkwood. They've not been scored on in region play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that said. Is the defense going to be the difference here? Um, I don't know if it's defense alone, but I, I, I just feel like Grossview wins this game. Well, yeah, I mean, they've not been scored on. Right. It's hard to pick against that. Hard to lose if you don't give up any points. You, you can't, as a matter of fact. If you don't give up any points, you're going to win the game. Well, are you, Period. Or, or you're going to tie, I guess. Well, in overtime rules, you still yeah, can't you don't give, give up points. If you don't give up any points, you're, you're going to win. win. Eventually, at some point, it may take three days, but you'll win if you don't. If you give up zero points, there you go. So yeah, I, I mean this this should be an interesting ball game. Again, I think Dixon County's got. I think they're they're decent. I think that they've got a lot of 
solid talent on that team. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if they do win this game just because, I, I mean, I, I've been surprised by them before. Certainly. Year. So, final game before our next break, I think, mm-hmm. yeah, is Nolansville hosting the Burroughs of Hillsboro and Nolansville coming off that loss to Centennial last week, a tough loss. The Burrow going to Nolo. Um, I like Nolo. Nolo is cool. I wish they would just go with that. Just brand everything. Just put Nolo across the helmet or something. I mean, they've got cool helmets, but yeah. I mean, I, I think they have one of the best logos and brand guys. Period. Yeah. Yeah. Just their brand guy is fantastic. They, which being a new school in the middle of the Jeremy Qualls era. Uh, uh, and Will Hester was there. And Will Hester coach. was there. Yeah. All of that. And Will did a great job with the rebranding of Ravenwood as well. And, you know, he was he was kind of the head of moving to the Ravenhead from the, the R. And they kind of, they did a lot of great things. While he, so maybe it's Will Hester that's the, the, the branding genius. You might need to get him on and ask him. The branding genius. You know, we've not had him on in a while. We've not, so I'm just saying. Anyway, Nolansville going uh, up against Hillsborough. Got to feel like the Knights are poised to bounce back. I think so. I think they're a little bit more tested. They are certainly more tested as you look through the schedule. So. Yeah, I, I I think it's nighttime. There you go. Hillsborough has a tough, tough stretch. Nolensville, Page, and Centennial remain, along with Glencliff, to end the season. So Ooh, that, that, that will be a challenge for Coach Anthony Brown and his staff over there in Green Hills. No plural. With, yeah, the, the S is included mm-hmm. in Green Hills. So everyone's got Nolensville as well this week. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll get Justin's thoughts on the big rivalry, Wilson Central Mm -hmm. and Lebanon. (laughs) Don't know who he would pick. So stick around. Main Street Sports today. Presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Back after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. Mockingbird Title and Escrow is an attorney-owned and operated full-service title company in Middle Tennessee. We get your deals closed without worry and fuss. 
We're a family business that offers the highest level of expertise in our industry when it comes to closing and funding your real estate transactions. And it's it's a job I really love. Uh, I'm passionate about this. I'm enthusiastic about this. I like to think we're pretty well-rounded and can deal with a wide range of, of needs and a wide range of clients. Call 615-274-8698 today. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service, and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Gotcha. That's my fault. I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> it's just muscle memory over here. Sorry, I know. Honestly, I was on the robot there. Yeah, <laughs> Okay. Well, welcome back in to Main Street Sports Adventures. And if I've been to the Seafoam, enjoy. Oh, Justin, since you're here, right. tell us what's sorry, going on. Yeah, tell yeah. us what's going on with, with Lebanon and Wilson Century. You were you so, were at were you were you at uh, Coach's Night Out this week? I was, yes, I, so I was. You got to hear from both of these guys, huh? Yeah, well, he so Tommy sometimes has. Oh yeah, well actually I did. Yeah, he uh, has a lot of respect for Lebanon. It's funny when I was in high school, both teams were so bad. <laughs> like, our we went one and nine my senior year, uh, and the one was not uh, Wilson Central. Uh, so when we played them, they kind of owned us at that point. Both teams still bad. Um, funny story though, when we were playing them in basketball. Um, the teams again not good, but the student sections, you know, obviously we knew a lot of people in there, and we were chanting personal stuff, you know, like let's go. To, instead of that, it was like chanting like people that got in trouble at their high school, you know, like it was just it was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing about this rivalry is these kids, these kids know each other on a real level. Mm, I right. mean. They are not only do they share the same Sonic, they share the same McDonald's, they share the same Walmart, they share the same church. everything. They go to church together. These exactly. kids who 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 you know are playing in this game, they they know each other, mm -hmm. <laughs> and 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 so anytime these two get together on the football field, it, it is a it is a battle, and I'm really interested to see how this one shakes out. Feel like it's going to be Lebanon on top this time, Justin. So feel feeling good about that. For sure, yeah. You know, Coach Gentry uh, was on Coach's Night Out, and he was talking about. I mean, they came off that coming off that 37-0 win, so they got they got some swagger. Hopefully, they do have a little swagger. Uh, got a couple of region wins under their belt, and certainly need to they need to keep that going because next week they get. Mount Juliet. So you got to hope that they, the good thing about this being a rivalry game ahead of Mount Juliet is you're not looking ahead. No, no. I think Wilson Central gets their full attention this week and that might be to Wilson Central's detriment. Yeah, it is unfortunate for Wilson Central yeah. that, that they're not going to overlook them at all. So yeah, I've got, I've got the, the blue devils in this. One. I think it'll be close though. It should be. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I've got it a touchdown game. I think it probably will be one score. Mm -hmm. Donaldson Christian comes to what was once known as the Mount, Mount Pleasant. And 
<laughs> That's gone away like so many other things. But in, in fact, but yeah. you know, we talked a little bit more about at length about this game on the Main Street Murray football preview show, which will be airing at six fifteen tonight ahead of Oakland the Siegel. Oakland Seagull game. So make sure to, to to check your local listings for where you can find that on Roku and and on, Apple, and on the app. Download the app. It's the, the easiest way. Hey, the app, which I um, actually installed at my parents' house the other day when I was over there. So, yeah, you get the so, app on your Roku. So hopefully they're watching. That's right. <laughs> the app on your Roku or your or your Apple TV or Fire Stick or your iOS device. The new the new iOS app is easily navigable. You can you can get to to everything pretty quickly and easily, and it's and no longer do you have to guess what the phones at the bottom mean to know where you're going. You and can you actually, don't have to, and you can do other stuff while you've got you it up. You can do right? other stuff while you've got it up. You can listen to it in the car on your way to the game. If you're going to Oakland Seagull and, and you just happen to care about Murray, Main Street Murray coverage area teams like Independence Summit. Or, or if you're in the middle of throwing BP like Pernell Knox, you can listen to it. Anytime. Yeah. And it's on demand as well. You can listen to it now. You can listen to us later. You can listen to it anytime. Let's do it now and later. That you feel comfortable. Uh, but yes, Donaldson Christian, <laughs> as at, we were saying, at Mount Pleasant. Um, one of the things I like about Mount Pleasant is, of course, their speed. Uh, Donaldson Christian certainly struggled to uh, contain the speed of. Columbia Academy two weeks ago in the first half. The second half, they, they found, a, found a little way to, 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 to do so. But big plays are always a problem if you give them up. And Mount Pleasant has an affinity for making them. Donaldson Christian has certainly given a few up this year. That's why I've got the Tigers 28-21 in this one. This is not your father's Donaldson Christian. It's not even your older brother's Donaldson Christian because Paul Wade, you know how we used to talk about Brian Coleman and three yards in a cloud of dust? Mm -hmm. That's Paul Wade's heart. They threw for 380 yards against um, Columbia Academy a couple of weeks ago. And, and Mount Pleasant without their top cornerback, Keevan Cooper, Keevan Cooper, that makes a difference. They're going to spread the ball around, and, you know, I, I think DCA is going to be able to make some big plays in the passing game, and that's the difference to me. I've got Donaldson Christian in this one. That may be. You know what? The score may be a lot higher than we think it is. I mean, it was, what, 42 to 30? 42 to 30, CA. So, yeah. Uh -huh. So, I mean – no, nobody's got it high scoring and close in this one. So I'll be interested to see how that plays out. Mm -hmm. Macon County at DeKalb County, again, kind of reaching out of the the immediate Main Street Preps area. But I've been to Macon County. They've making days? No. Or what? I watched Spring Hill go up there and beat them in the playoffs the first year I was here oh, in 2017. Wow. Okay, yeah. Dante Smith and the boys. That was that was a trip. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's funny because you've been to Macon County to see Spring Hill in a playoff game. 
I've been to DeKalb County to see Spring Hill in a playoff game. They came out better the time that I went. They did indeed. <laughs> well, your team had Dante Smith. My your team, team did, did not. not. <laughs> yeah. so, kind of like the Gino Ariama. We got Diana Tarazzi and you, you don't. don't. Yeah. Um, so. It's going to be a good one, though. You know, as you, you know, you look at the records and, and of course, making County five and one on the year versus DeKalb County's three and three, but DeKalb County, of course, they don't have the quarterback that they have, but this is still a really good football team because they, they this is what they do. But, you know, and, and as I mentioned with DCA and their offensive philosophy, uh, Steve Trapp likes to throw it around a lot up at DeKalb, which means you've got to have the quarterback, and when you don't, your your offense kind of suffers a little bit. And on that basis, I'm I'm taking the Tigers on the road here. Yeah, I've got Macon County as well. I think that win over Smith County is, to me, that win over Smith County holds a lot of weight. And because I think Smith County is really good. And mm -hmm. uh, so I'm going to go with the Tigers as well. Uh, Mount Juliet at Antioch. Antioch atop their region, as we found out earlier uh, in five, six, a, mm -hmm. but Mount Juliet coming in on, they, they played really good football at this point. They really have. And, and again, you, the win in week one over Cane Ridge does not necessarily look as good now as it did then, but I thought Mount Juliet looked really impressive in that ball game, and they've not done anything since to make me any less impressed. It's it's funny that you say that because the win over Gallatin I thought was not as impressive, and it's looking more impressive today than it did. So it's kind of the opposite. Right. <laughs> so that's I, I'm with you. I think I, you know I think Mount Juliet gets it done here. I do think the Bears are going to win. <laughs> but I've got the golden variety. The golden bears, That's not right. not the blue bears. Not the blue ones. There the gold go. ones, not the blue ones. Finally, the Main Street Preps game of the week, Davidson Academy at Franklin Road Academy. This has – I don't think this was a game that was circled at the beginning of the year to be a potential game of the week this week, and yet both teams have played their way to 6-0 and starts and have looked really good in the process doing it, this is a tough, tough game to pick. It really is. Um, Davidson Academy has punched up, I think, in terms of some of their victories. You know, they beat 5A Lincoln County, among others. Now, you know, Lincoln County has struggled, but still, to go down there and get a win – for a Davidson Academy team, you know, kind of jumped out at me. But FRA has been crushing folks. And but, their, their win a couple of weeks ago against East Nashville kind of got my attention. Yeah, and that's certainly the, the most impressive win for probably either, either team. Mm -hmm. Although I think the Nashville Christian win is pretty impressive, uh, basically, you know, especially considering they are – Coming off, even though they, even though they are Class A, they're still coming off a state championship performance, mm -hmm. uh, state championship final performance. Yeah, I mean, FRA 
dominated East Nashville. Um, but you know, and here's the thing: they dominate. They've dominated everybody. They've yeah. not played a particularly difficult schedule. And three of their wins are against six A teams: Kenwood, Franklin, Clarksville North and West. Right, and 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 none of them's been close. And whether or not you know those teams are, com are you know are super competitive at the six A level, they still have great depth. That's the and thing. They still got numbers. They've got numbers, and they've got athletes. Uh, and, you know, and sometimes they, they may be out athleted at the uh, at the six A level. The more I've watched Franklin this year, I know Franklin has not won a game, but they dominated Nolensville in the first half. They played head to head with Summit for an entire football game, and you know, despite not coming out on the on the left side of the column as we said earlier, yet this year they've been a really good football team at times, and you know, I, I think that's that's going to be a, a big it's going to play a big factor in this one. That being said, I'm going out on the limb. Again, the Bears get the win. Good Bears. I've got Davidson Academy in this one close, mainly because everyone else picked FRA. You know, I, I, I struggled to pick against Davidson Academy. I struggled to pick against Jonathan Quinn, the coach up there, who's done a great job with that program. But I just could not ignore the job that, Franklin Road Academy has done on the scoreboard. I mean, again, they've just been crushing folks. They have yeah. crushing folks. So, so should be a good one up on the hill. It should be a good one. That's a great place to watch a football game. It too. is a really great place, even though you have to sit on one side. You only have the one side to sit on, so you got you got to make friends. <laughs> yeah. the, the student sections can't get personal because they are literally next to each they other. They almost so. got to be at opposite ends yeah. of the grandstand. And <laughs> yeah. I don't know how that works. I never paid attention to it. Um, been on the field. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's going to do it for our picks this week. Again, full staff-wide picks at MainStreetPreps.com. Make sure to go check those out. We've got all of the Main Street Preps writers, uh, picking in these except for Tommy Bryan. Tommy's the only one who doesn't pick, and that's okay. Because Well, and then Wade Neely picks unless sometimes. Unless it's Giles County. Yeah, or a game or he said he said he wouldn't pick if we if we picked a game that was on Main Street Preps Radio, he wouldn't pick that one either. So What's he scared somebody's gonna yell at him or something? No, I, I or think or? He, he he just, you know, he Kirk Kirk Street style. I don't pick this one because I'm broadcasting. So yeah, it's all good, you know. Mm. I, I guess. Yeah. Let's get out of here tomorrow. We've got college football picks. That'll be fun against the spread. We've also got a lot, a lot to get ready for this weekend. And we'll recap MTSU Western as well oh, as right. Jack State and Sam Houston. We'll get to both of those as well. We'll react. So come back tomorrow at two o'clock here on Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. We'll see you then. <laughs>